Hi, welcome to Marriage Studies. That was so squeaky. This is uh, one of your hosts, Jill. And this is your much less squeaky host, Lucas. You did so good. I, I just managed to make her laugh right before this. And then she like sucked it up immediately and was very professional. But then, you know, it escaped her. I love it. I'm just going to tell you something right now. Yeah, tell me something. It's not challenging to make me giggle or laugh. So I'm glad you're so proud of yourself. But... You know, I'm going to take all the W's I can get. W's? So, yeah. That's what my son says. Yeah. Um, We're basically the same. Me and your 17-year-old kid. <laughs> So, uh, welcome to our show. Welcome to episode 19. This was Jill's pick. I was about to say, who picked this? You did. I'm not on top of my game This is you. You did this to us. This week's song is Queen of California. Queen of California. You did this to us. Like, it was bad? We'll get into it. Rude. So, we'll open with John in the news. My first note was, there was nothing. And then, like, 35 minutes ago... You got an email. I got an email from John himself. I, I, I don't think it was directly from John himself, but go yeah, ahead. you're making some good points. Um, probably because I suggested it on his Instagram. John now has a live stream option to watch some of the performances on his Rise for the River fundraiser for Livingston, Montana on a website called nugs.net. Not familiar with that at all, but the, yeah. I credit you. You were the one who I saw mm-hmm. posting on John's post about the Rise for the River charity event, fundraiser. Right. And John and his team saw it too. They did, and they were like, this this, this lady's on to something. Uh, exactly. She probably has a really great podcast about me too. <laughs> so um, August 8th, which when you're listening to this, if you're listening in the morning, you still have time, uh, you can uh, check it out. And it's by donations. I think you're naming your own price to have access to the live stream. And then also, again, on the 21st. So on the 8th is John and Bobby Weir. Mm -hmm. And on the 21st is just John. And then there's another performance with uh, the comedian. Dave Chappelle. Thank you. And that one is not going to be live streamed because he seems very into no phones, no video. That is his This never happened. Yeah. Yeah. So It um, happened now in this moment. Exactly. I kind of respect that. I've gotten a little more into not using my phone at things. I tried to do it at the John Mayer concert, but then it just got too good. And I was like, no, I need to video all this. But next time, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go... Oh, never mind. I'm going to use my phone. So I'm going to get front row seats next time. Oh, so I'm going to not use my phone. Well, I went through this phase where I wanted to record everything for posterity so that I could go mm-hmm. back and watch it and everything. Yeah. And I'm through that now. I'm, I'm more into living in the moment. No more three by fives. <laughs> um, but I do still post it to the gram for the clout. Yeah. Just so people know I'm living an interesting life over here. It is weird how much I feel like I quote unquote need to mm-hmm. like oh no they need to know I was here. no they don't no one needs to know where you are I just move want, in silence as they say like like the G in lasagna <laughs> exactly yeah I was just say real G's move in silence <laughs> real G's like lasagna <laughs> that's the weirdest opening um, I also originally had wanted to say that in my search for John news and like that was new mm-hmm. and something I hadn't already shared I couldn't find anything and somehow it led me to I don't know if you remember this. But when John went on his world tour in 2019, when I couldn't afford tickets because I had to get a new roof for my house, right? he did a lot of black and white video promos. Okay. And he's wearing jeans and just a black t-shirt, prime John Mayer haircut, nice. minimal accessories. You, you love a nice minimal, minimally accessorized man. Why did you run your fingers through your hair when I started talking about his haircut? <laughs> Some sort of like Pavlovian response, I guess. And Mirror I, reflexes, I don't know, mirror <laughs> neurons, whatever those things are. Dollar store John Mayer? Yeah. Um, and I was just like, oh wow, this is a rabbit hole I shouldn't go down because those videos were just amazing mm-hmm. and he looks so handsome. 
Good for him. Yeah, that was my original John in the News, was that that was a moment this week for me. And that is the end of my saying it. Take it away with song bio. All right, so much like your abbreviated version of John in the News, I have a pretty abbreviated song bio, too. Mostly because, like, I feel like we've talked Uh about this album pretty extensively at Uh this point. Um, So I'll just kind of give you a quick recap so that everyone's on the same page in case you just jumped into this episode and didn't listen to any of our other episodes about songs from Born and Raised. Why would you do that? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Born and Raised was a pretty pivotal record in his life at Mm -hmm. a pivotal time in his career. He had just kind of had the fallout from the combination of the Rolling Stones slash Playboy uh, interview. Mm -hmm. Um, He had finished the Battle Studies record and just felt like he needed to reboot. He sold his house in L.A. and his place in New York, moved to Montana, Mm -hmm. um, wrote and recorded this album, then had the vocal issue and couldn't tour to support it for a year. Um, And then when he came back... And we'll talk about this when we get to versions. He was still kind of getting his sea legs back Mm -hmm. when he first started performing these songs again. Um, It's a new crew. It's not, this is like his break from the Steve Jordan, Pino Palladino combo of his past. Mm -hmm. And it was Aaron Sterling, Sean Hurley, a bunch of cats that he's he's been with ever since, that have been all the records since. Uh, this is the second single off the Born and Raised album after well, Shadow Days. Oh, okay. Shadow Days was the first single. We've mm-hmm. already co- covered that song. It's a personal favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, this was uh, the second single after that. There's a music video for it, which we'll cover in yes, favorite and notable will. versions of the song. And that's yeah, that's kind of the bio. Uh, the rest of the bio is going to really kind of, sort of talk thing, to start talking about what the song means. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll cover that stuff that's when we fair. get there. Okay, so favorite or notable versions. I'm going to start with my love affair with this song. Okay. As usual, I was not familiar with it. Mm -hmm. Like most John Mayer fans, Mm -hmm. I thought it was special that I missed this album, kind of, but I'm not. It's like a lot of people. It's interesting reading, I was reading the YouTube comments Mm -hmm. today, and a lot of people have that same response. They're like, like commenting in 2019, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I missed this album. This is great. How did that happen? I guess you really do need to tour to support an album. (laughs) You know, I guess there, I guess it helps. Um, I uh, yeah, I thought that that was just like my exclusive experience, and mm-hmm. much like the time when I found out other people had crushes on him, Aww. I was very upset. <laughs> like, quit stealing my stuff, guys. Um, so I went to oh, I love One Iota. They're so special. Uh-huh. So they gave me like me what I applied for and was able to get tickets to see John play two songs. Um, on a mini outdoor stage for Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. and then two more songs after like just for us like mm-hmm. hey I'm here I'm oh, just gonna right. play two songs that's fine one, was, one song was for the show one song was for the YouTube mm-hmm. and then the rest was just for us and he had done an interview before it which we couldn't see but mm-hmm. they put the audio on because we were outside and the only reason he was on and this I just remembered today and I find it fascinating was to promote his quote unquote second season of Current Mood Really? Yes. That's there, great. He was, there was nothing else. That's great. I mean, I don't think there was even a single or anything. It's fuzzy. But I do remember the interview. That was what the interview was about. Right. Maybe he was there promoting a song. But it was just so... And he had done like a trailer for it uh-huh. and posted it to his Instagram. It was a whole thing. And it just brought me so much joy that you can do something that you literally love. Like, yeah, he loves playing music. I get all that, right? But like something else you love as a yeah. hobby. And then make it so successful. That is super fun. Oh, it's so adorable. Anyway, so he performed the song live, and my cousin was there, and she is not, shout out to her, because she'll eventually hear this episode, she does listen, um, a huge John Mayer fan. Mm-hmm. She likes him. She knows way more about him than she needs or wants to because, because of, of you. me. Yeah. Right. And she had said to me, what was that one song? And I was like, well, it was Queen of California, mm-hmm. because I could hear the chorus, but I didn't yeah. really know much about it. Um, and it became immediately one of my top... 10 for sure 
I think it's a great song. Why, Jill? We'll get into that during song meeting. Okay. So my favorite version is that version, which I did not record on my phone. It was a lived in the moment. I remember it like it was yesterday. We were so close to the front. It was so fun. Um, and so that's what I would like to say. I have some things to say about the video, but let me give it to you. Do you have a favorite version you want to share? Well, first let's talk about the versions that exist, and they'll tell you my favorite. Oh, I guess that was a better way to do it, yeah. There is an acoustic version mm -hmm. on uh, Spotify mm -hmm. that's from a, like an EP yeah. of acoustic performances. There's a video all, of it. Too. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. All from this record. Mm -hmm. um, it was really into that hat back then. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's him just first being able to sing again. Mm -hmm. So what you'll notice about that version of it and a lot of the live versions from that time, he sings the melody line completely completely different right. than it's on the record. And is he singing it so fast? Is it is, is it's it faster. fast? Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't pick that up, but I did notice like he he has to sing it almost like a full octave lower. He actually yeah. just changes the melody line because yeah. a full octave it's lower would be like too a low. Song. Yeah. yeah. So he just ends up changing the melody line just so he can sing it. Um, so th those are out there. There's obviously the born and raised version. There is a music video for it. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk to you about this song cuz the last 2 weeks we had uh, Wild Blue, which right. was a song that was selected by the, the audience. Mm -hmm. Not a favorite of mine. I didn't have a great experience with it or opinion of it. Yeah. Then I picked Daughters. That was a weird move back to back. Yeah, yeah and, and neither one of us really loved it. You know, yeah. there, we had some issues with it. Oh, I it. want to say I appreciate the, some people like wanted to say, hey, I like the song, but it was an, most people kept it really positive. It's like good. we can all have different opinions. Yeah. We can all still love John. For sure. Continue. Um, and you know, you were off the air. We had talked about like the concern about doing two songs that we didn't really love yes. back to back. Oh God! And now you don't like this song, and, and now then, it's three. And then you pick Queen of California. Oh my God! And we, you know, I'm not. I haven't been super into this song. Like, yeah. I've, I've mentioned that. But watching this music video. Mm -hmm. It really breathed new life into the song for really? me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now cool. I, I'm still gonna say this song is not really my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. The song is not for me, mm -hmm. and that's fine. But it is kind of a fun song. Yes, it is. That it is a fun song. Yeah. Yeah. And the music video is great. Mm -hmm. I love it. It gives the appearance. If you haven't seen the video, you should go watch it. Right. Because you should after this episode's over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's 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 done in such a way to appear that it's all one continuous take. Mm -hmm. Now they're hiding that there's some foreground objects that he'll walk behind mm -hmm. that provide them nice places to do a cut. Mm -hmm. But a, a lot of it is these long onset takes. Mm -hmm. It's just fun. I think it's really leans into one of John's greatest strengths, which is his ability to fearlessly reinvent himself when he needs to. Right. Or slash wants to. Or just to. wants to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really a great place to be as a human, mm -hmm. as an artist, to be like, how many artists who have, who write Continuum and have that success, mm -hmm. then spend the rest of their career trying to rewrite Continuum? Yeah, or you even know? beat Continuum? Yeah. yeah. And he really has gone in a different direction ever since. Mm -hmm. um, and it feels like each album really has its own personality. For sure. And that's, that's fun. Mm -hmm. And so. Like Madonna. Yeah, I guess always I'm, reinventing okay, herself. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. I, I'm not as deep in the Madonna lore, so I'll take Nor your word for I, it. Nor am I, but that's something she's known for. Okay, um, and so when the uh, Born and Raised first came out, I didn't love the record. We've all talked about yeah, this. Yeah. It's just not really my style of music, mm -hmm. but it's really well done. It's a really mm -hmm. well done version of this style of music. Yeah, and you know, with the benefit of what are we now? Uh, eight years? No, almost ten years mm -hmm. down the removed from this record. Mm -hmm. um, 
it wasn't uh it doesn't feel so much like a thing he's trying out right mm-hmm. in the way that like no one really believes that he thinks he's an 80s artist right right, right saw right, right. was this yes. thing he was just doing yeah but when we look back in born and raised we see like that's actually part of who he is yeah but at the you time know? it might have felt a at little at the time like, it felt that way here? right right yeah but the video is fun i love it he's very carefree and willing to reinvent himself and that really uh turned me around on the song i love that yeah that's what happens a lot of times not the video but the research right So for me, there's a song structure that's happening here in the chorus. It's a chord progression. It's a very standard chord progression. And for Mm -hmm. me, I'm like, oh, I've heard that in a billion blue songs. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of like turn my brain off. How dare you roll your eyes to John? But as as we get into the lyrics, we'll see that this song is Mm. a homage to that Mm -hmm. genre of music, to the style of music. So... I have to forgive if some if it's somewhat formulaic because that's the point. Yeah. You know. Okay. Um, I have some thoughts on the video. Okay, let's talk about it. So we all know how I feel about John's hair. Yes, and you like it so much better when he puts the hat on. He looks better with the hat on. He looks. Did I tell you that, or did you just no, read my notes? No, I just read your mind. You read my notes. No, I did. I swear to God. He looks so good with the hat on. Because that was my response. Yeah, like it's like it's hair. magic. Yeah. Because then I'm like, well, I don't mind the hair now. Yeah, it just I mean, I do, look better. But not as much. But yeah, when it opened, I'm like, no, John, no, with the hair. Yeah. But then with the hat on, I was like, no, we can do this. That's that's fine. Although it's still not my favorite. I love videos that are like that, like the Taylor Swift video 22, which I thought was funny because you always reference how he says 22 girls in one. Right. Anyway, hers is, is that the video that's like that? That's like all one shot? I don't know. I'm not, I think it is. I'm not really a hardcore Swifty. Yeah, I'm always asking you Taylor Swift questions, and you're always like, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I think that's entertaining. I watched a behind-the-scenes video about making the video. Did you see that? Oh, no. They were in this, where, like, the space shuttle was built. Okay. And it was, like, larger than a football field. Yeah. So I do think it was Giant all in one stage. take, but I do understand that you could do that multiple times and then edit in and out the ones that you like right. when you have that. Well, and the giveaway for me, so if you want to clues, if mm-hmm. you want to look really close, he is walking through the snow mm-hmm. in one scene, obviously fake snow. Yeah. But you can, you can see some of the snow on his hat. Mm-hmm. He walks through a doorway and there's no snow on his hat anymore. See, okay, well, what's interesting mm-hmm. to me uh-huh. is that when he walks through the rain, mm-hmm. and I think it's when he gets in the room, like the, the jam session, uh-huh. you can see water still coming off of him. Yeah. So, so at, I was like, oh, this is all one take, but now I see what you're saying. Yeah, at first yeah. I thought that, that he the water was just in the foreground. Yeah. But I, if you look at his jacket, yes. you see droplets like yes. hitting his yes. jacket. Yeah. Yeah, and then he runs his fingers through his hair. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, moving on. Um, let me see. Anything else to say about it? Oh, I do like how um, at the end, mm-hmm. not like we didn't know he was on a set, mm-hmm. but it feels like, look, we're going to pull back to show you. Like, he was all an yeah. illusion. Yeah. Obviously. But I thought that was kind of a metaphor for also some of the things that are happening in the song mm-hmm. and the message of the song. So, I appreciated that. Definitely. And I want to know what his black shirt says. Yeah, I was it trying says to the find word it. With and phone, phone, and that's all I can get. So the 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 it's three lines mm-hmm. of text on his shirt. The line above phone. Nothing. One of the word ends in st. Oh, st. Okay. So at first I was like, oh, is he saying I'm I'm breaking up with my cell phone or something mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. But I can't. I it doesn't work. I'm sure there's I some. Sw- I like how I looked at the phone as if they could right? see. Do you guys know the answer? If anyone know, I looked for the answer. Did I tried you? to find it. Yeah, and I couldn't find it. Man. So if anyone knows, let us know. That's another one I got to write down for if we ever interview yeah. John. There's this great moment in. Um, one of the live recordings, I don't remember, it's on YouTube, I don't remember which one it was for. He did all, you know, once he started doing press, he was doing a lot of yeah. publicity and playing the song a lot. 
but it's one of the early performances. It might have even been like Howard Stern. I don't remember. Anyways, he starts playing this song. Mm-hmm. And like 23 seconds into it, like the bass and the drums kind of kick in. And he just gives this like smile mm. that he's like, yeah, this is it. This yeah. is the thing. Like, yeah. And it's just such an authentic smile mm-hmm. that like it's a I'm a musician and this just feels so good yeah um, it's really delightful that's funny because what I wanted to say was my favorite part of the video is when he I think when he comes out of the rain and he's like in a living room uh-huh. with his band uh-huh. and they're just in a circle and he looks so genuinely content yes but I do you know agree. what he looks that I never thought he looked in any other thing he looks what? comfortable mm. and I don't think he looks uncomfortable in other videos although I would argue the dancing there was an element of something's not quite right here right. and still feel like your man but I thought he just looks like this is where he should be yeah, I've time articulating it, but I, like rewatch that part I, no, twice. I think you're doing a great job of articulating oh, thank you. it. Thank you. That's I think, good because I, I host a podcast, right? <laughs> I think uh, comfortable where Very he happy. should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's got a guitar in front of him, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's like, "This is this is what I can do." Yeah. All right, so let's talk about song meaning. All right, you picked this song, so let's you open up this discussion. Originally. Mm-hmm. Being who I am, yes, I was like, obviously, this song's about me. Because you're the queen of California. <laughs> I am. I have a very good friend who hosts a local radio show who, when I call in, refers to me as the queen of Redlands. Oh, nice. So I'm very, you know. And so I have two friends. You only have two friends? <laughs> no, but I have two friends, and you know both of them. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them we refer to as the Prince of Redlands. Oh, I know which one that is. Another one we refer to as the Inland Emperor. It's amazing. For those of you who don't know, the area that we live in is called the Inland Empire. Yes, so. it is. They probably do know since San Bernardino County is trying to, like, annex itself from California and make itself its own state named Empire. Have you is heard it that? really? No. Oh, I that's a thing. I've not heard that. I don't have the patience I've to talk about that. I've heard about the North and South California ideas. Yeah, and apparently we're, we're our own new state. Anyway, uh, right. that's not what we talk about here. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, I love this song because I feel like I'm the queen of California. Mm-hmm. I know, isn't that cute? And also, I have this nickname. People have been calling me Jilby since I was a baby. Yes. And then it got shortened to B. Mm-hmm. And so people occasionally, I try not to lean too heavy into it, but buy me things with bees on them or like mm-hmm. it's a queen bee mm-hmm. and I do love that I just don't want my house to end up yellow so I like it within reason got it and um, the same cousin I was talking about earlier got me a teapot that says queen bee and nice. I love it so much so just the, just that's all I was like it's a fun song yeah. the rhythm is upbeat enough for me mm-hmm. I'm not really listening to what it's about yeah. I'm just like I'm the queen of California this is a great song then later even before this spending some time with it I was like oh this isn't actually about being a really cool awesome queen of California right this is about John yeah. being like a drama queen yeah and how he views his celebrity self and how he went to Montana he's stepping down from being who he was and being sort of I want to say better person, but a different person. And I would like to say that he also said in an NPR video that this song was the quote mission statement of the record, and that's one of the reasons it was the first. Song. I was just going to say that it's the first track on the album. And didn't we just talk about when you write in the last episode when you write an essay? There's a thesis, mm-hmm. your supporting arguments, and yep. a conclusion. Yeah. So I appreciate that that's circled back. And I think what song an artist chooses to be the first on an album is always really interesting. Mm-hmm. Whenever I listen to a new album, I always listen to the first track first. Mm-hmm. I just want to know, what are you... Trying to say. Yes. What is this album all about? The first thing you say, mm-hmm. what is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's all I have to say. Um, I would like to ask you, so I've seen that everywhere. I'm assuming he's probably said so in an interview somewhere. Yeah. Do you see textual evidence of that in here, that this song is about him? 
No. I mean, like any song, I think it's up to interpretation, but the interpretation's obvious. Yeah. So I mean, I, he could have been the king of California. Right. So I mean, I, I, I've heard that interpretation so mm-hmm. many times. I just accept that it's true. Yeah. That he's that he's come out on the record somewhere saying that mm-hmm. this song is about him. Mm-hmm. But when I read it, mm-hmm. I read this not about him, but as an homage to this style of kind of like folk rock. Okay. And I will tell you why. There's a couple of lines here, and so starting in verse two, looking for the sun that Neil Young hung mm-hmm. after the gold rush of 1971. So, after the gold rush is the name of a Neil Young album. Yeah, um, that came out in 1971. Mm-hmm. That he, he's looking for the sun. That album was recorded at Sunset Studios. Mm. So this is all homage to that idea of like I'm trying to do this thing, right? Yeah. Then you get to verse three, and just don't tell me I told you so. I told mm-hmm. you so. It is a Bob Dylan record. Oh, I've never understood what that meant. Yeah. Okay. So it's a re- it's a reference to a, a Dylan mm-hmm. record. Mm-hmm. And then of course the next line is very clear. Joni wrote blue, yeah. referring to Joni Mitchell and her house by the sea. So it's like, for me, it's not. Maybe it's him trying to say like, I want to embody mm-hmm. what you guys are doing, mm-hmm. and but that that is the more over and you know the stronger theme in this song for me is not the I'm leaving the trappings of fame mm-hmm. and everything behind. It is I'm trying to identify myself, recreate myself. Mm-hmm. This is my submission statement mm-hmm. that I want to make Neil Young, Bob Dylan, Joni Mitchell yeah. music. And that's what this album's gonna be. I agree with that mm-hmm. with adding in that he also leaving his celebrity self means leaving popular you know, pop music, and I'm gonna, because these artists are obviously did their own thing and were amazing, and yes, ended up being super popular. Right. But it was, you know, more about artistry and being true to who they were, and Mm -hmm. so he's like, just like this album, so different to us, Mm -hmm. it wasn't different to him. This is who he is inside. This is his real sort of music. This was where he was ready to go. Yeah. And I am, uh, so I have really strong feelings. About everything. About about everything well, a lot of things <laughs> i hate gatekeeping i hate oh you're not really this yeah or stay in your lane i think yeah. artists should be able to express themselves however they want and i think mm. humans not even artists should, we can reinvent ourselves mm-hmm. if we want we don't have to be something just because we were something there's no reason for us to have to still be I wonder something why you feel that way right because i've gone through reinventions myself right um, and this is really happening right now in the best way for me because mm-hmm. so many artists are moving toward like rock music mm-hmm. right now. You know, uh, MGK being the standard bearer mm-hmm. who was a rapper and now is the most successful like pop punk. He's like a real rock star. Yeah. Um, Demi Lovato's new record is amazing and mm-hmm. it's a, a total rock record. Mm-hmm. There's like no pop to it. Um, Willow's new music has gone that way. Kenny Hoopla, um, Black Bear. Avril Lavigne, a number of mm. artists who are really leaning into the to the rock in a way that they haven't fully le- you know leaned into it before, and I just love it because that's the kind of music that I love. Mm. But so many people are like, especially mm. the old rock Cares. guys, yeah. Like yeah. I, don't, I, mean, I don't know if you kept up on the feud between Corey Taylor and MGK, Mm-mm. but not that MGK is a great guy. So I hate like apologizing for him as a sure. human. Yeah. But Corey Taylor made comments like. Oh, you failed at your first genre, Ooh, so now you're trying this other thing. Wow. Yeah, and it's like, look, what if, 
what if I started something else before? Who yeah. cares? Everyone's is, allowed to grow. Is the song good? Yeah. Like, then I, what do you care what music they were making two years ago? Yeah. This song is good. Exactly. So enjoy the good song that you have in front mm-hmm. of you, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so I, all that to say that now, upon reflection, like, yeah, I, I, I love that John was like, I'm just going to do something different. Yeah. You know? I love that he did that, too. Yeah. In a shocking turn of events. Even if that up to this point he was the daughters your body is a wonderland i mean he's really eclectic yeah if you think about how everyone's eclectic like you all like random different music Mm -hmm. when you put all his music together oh my gosh i had the most satisfying moment let me take you guys a break it's about john but it's not on the song so my son has been listening to john Mayer basically against his will his entire life right as a baby he watched the the dvd that any given thursday Thursday. make him stop crying like he and he does it more to tease me, to be like, oh, no, that guy doesn't have any hits. He's not successful. I'm right. like, oh, my gosh, do you know what a Grammy is, Caden? He's fine. No one knows his music, blah, blah, blah. So he'll be like at the grocery store and his song will be playing or at Kohl's. Mm-hmm. They're big on him at Kohl's. Yeah. And I'm like, this this is how you know, though, that you're so successful that enough people know your music. They're played at these random places. Anyways, we were watching High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yes. Because when the kids were young, that was a big deal. So we leaned into this. You know, we all love Olivia Rodrigo. Go for O-Rod, yep. And um, there's this new character in it. I don't remember his name, real, or the character's name. Mm-hmm. And he sang in, in the episode this week in a beautiful voice. And I looked him up on Instagram. Mm-hmm covering John Mayer was like his fifth or sixth video down and I sent it to my son so fast like oh the kids don't know him huh he's not popular at all anyways what are we talking about (laughs) we're talking about Queen of California what's your favorite lyric um that is a good question okay should I do mine if you're not prepared I don't know which one of my favorites I like the part about Joni Mitchell I think that's probably my favorite. I like how he says there's another color waiting on me. You gotta believe there's another color waiting on me. Mm -hmm. But my favorite is just that he says the Queen of California is stepping down because I think that to refer to it as stepping down Mm -hmm. to himself or whoever as the Queen, Mm -hmm. um, I just think that just the title is my favorite Mm -hmm. lyric because, yeah, if you're a girl, you'd be like, oh, I'm gonna take a picture with this, you know, pillar at the forum. This is Queen of California. It just. Even though it's leading into all the things that he's like saying he's rebelling against, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my favorite part. It's just adorable. I love the song so much. Uh, I I will agree. I think that is uh, my favorite line. The I Queen got, of California or Joni? No, I got to believe there's another color waiting on me mm-hmm. to set me free. Mm-hmm. He's going to find something that inspires him. He's going to yeah. find a muse, some inspiration that's going to, you know, get him out from the whatever weight he was under. which. Yeah. He hadn't had the vocal stuff yet when he was writing the song, so that was a whole other obstacle ahead of him. Yeah, poor guy. I'm really curious, mm-hmm. and I don't know that there's a good answer for this. Mm-hmm. If the song is about him, mm-hmm. why Queen? Because he is very specifically follows heterosexual gender norms in every single, uh, every other song. Mm-hmm. What do you think that's about? I read that was going to be a discussion ago, question, but we're here now. So I, I read a long to... time ago he was referring to himself as being a drama queen. Oh, okay. And maybe not in the traditional sense, but mm-hmm. you could definitely say he was like a queen of drama. For sure. So I've always just accepted that. I can't cite where it came from right. or where I heard it. I didn't make it up. I heard someone say it. I don't know. I didn't hear it from him directly, but I heard okay. someone say he said it, kind of like playing a telephone. Right. But there's also some things lyrically that I find confusing. Mm-hmm. So we'll just go there now. There's plenty that I find confusing. Yeah. Because it's actually in the listener feedback. Oh, great. So let me open with this one so I can give the proper 
person credit. It's at Johnny Whitlock who says, I have no clue what he's talking about when he mentions a ghost leaving town. Mm -hmm. And the line is just found out her ghost left town. Mm -hmm. And I know he's talking about Queen of California, but right. I don't, that part's confused me because I'm like, well, you're the her. Right. And why the why is it your ghost left town? Do you have any insight on that? I don't. Is I'm... this a question for John? Yep. If only yeah. he'd pay attention to us. <laughs> we have such good questions all the time. If only he'd pay attention to us and cut his hair when you asked him to. I'm and just saying. Provide he... streaming options when you ask for it. Uh, and... if, if he goes live on Instagram within the next two weeks, mm -hmm. Um, then that's it. There's no convincing me he doesn't listen to our podcast. I don't know why he would just give us the follow. Like, geez, John, just make you make us so happy. <laughs> Moving on, uh, let's go to all our listener feedback then. Yeah. We will start with, well, we started with Johnny, but we'll move on to at the real slim KDO, who said, so good live, adorable, like tears, tearing up emoji. Mm -hmm. And I just agree with that so much because that's when that song really grabbed me and I was like, this is something. Same with. Sarah, who's a casual fan, um, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a beautiful song. Okay. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, there, there is a great, like, for lack of a better word, like, vibe to this song. Mm -hmm. it is, it's a vibe. Aaron yeah. Sterling, dude, the drummer, has such great feel. He makes these very basic, very boring drum parts mm -hmm. really move and really come to life. Um, the song's got a hop in his step. Funny you should say that because at Greg Manu zero three said mm -hmm. Sterling is an absolute champion on drums, and I was so excited to say that because you're always talking about drums, and I'm always yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> the parts are so basic; he's not doing anything hard, mm -hmm. but he has such a such great feel. He just like really makes the song come alive, even though the parts super basic. At Heyday Sway says, I feel like it was the perfect song to start Born and Raised, one of my favorites, which we agree with. Mm -hmm. At Juan Hector underscore 28 says, I always listen to the 2013 Crossroad Live version. I watched that in preparation. I did not, and I'm going to after this. A prelude to Dead & Co., which I would agree with. Very jammy. Yeah. Yeah, I, actually, so when Born and Raised came out, I hated that this was the first song mm -hmm. because I wasn't prepared for Born and Raised, mm -hmm. right? I mm -hmm. was like, okay, where's my... Bigger than my body. Yeah. Where's my yeah. anything from Continuum, mm -hmm. right? And instead I get Queen of California, mm -hmm. which is really weird structurally, right? It's already structured not like a John Mayer song. Mm -hmm. For for one thing, like there's very few lyrics to the song. Very few lyrics. Second, the chorus, if we can call it a chorus, mm -hmm. is two lines. Mm -hmm. um, there's three verses, no bridge. Mm -hmm. You know, he never has songs with three verses. He's increasingly moving away from bridges, but a two-line chorus, yeah. it's just that quick turnaround. It's a four or five and he's out. And like, it's so interesting what you said about you were prepared for one thing and got another, that since Born and Raised, I almost have like anxiety when mm -hmm. he has a new album coming out mm. because they are so different. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, what if I don't like it? Like, what will happen? But I always end up liking it, so it's fine. There you go. At Andrea K. Nealt says, it is my retirement anthem, born and raised in California. Oh. A lot of people take it at face value, like mm -hmm. I did originally, mm -hmm. like, and I love that. All right, so now let's get into some of our longer comments. The shorter ones go up top to the story. The longer ones don't want to run out of character. They go and actually post. Hit, oh, okay. Or hit you in the DMs. Or hit me in the DMs. That confuses me. You're, mm -hmm. you're not going to get mentioned if you hit me in the DMs, because we get... Not weird DMs, but they go all over the place because mm -hmm. they'll be like replying to a story or whatever. So sometimes I'm like, oh my God, that was so good. I wish I would have used it. But if mm -hmm. you're DMing me, I'm going to miss it. At Heidi 
Oh, poor Heidi. I do this every time. Heidi Stroll Romero. I love this song. It has such an upbeat and optimistic vibe. I like his reference to Joni and Neil as maybe an inspiration to the sound of Born and Raised. I love how what they say is like echoes what we say because mm -hmm. we're all on the same page. Yeah. At Lisa Tweaks. Not Lisa T. Weeks, as I've been calling her. Uh-oh. This song is about John Mayer leaving New York. She didn't say and LA, but I'll add that. And mm -hmm. moving to Montana to start a new life. The words referencing Neil Young abandoning his Gold Rush album project due to difficulties in adjusting to fame. John Mayer having the same issues along with his granulum that kept him from touring for three years moved to Montana in hopes of finding a way to set him free from his demons. The quote queen of California is him. He left his ghost of who he was behind looking toward the future in hopes of being a more sensitive, humble person. Great song. Need it back in rotation on the tour. I thought that was a really good comment. Yeah. Good job. Least tweaks. Um, at for reals three said, I adore the song. It has warmth and is playful while maintaining his signature elegance, regardless of the style or sound. I found this whole album to be surprisingly refreshing given the deviation from the vibes of his portfolio up to that point. Yeah. There is no end to his brilliance. That was like a lot of weird, hard words to read. Oh, okay. But I liked you it. You did great. Yeah, good job for reals, three. He or she. Good job to Jill for reading it, too. Thank you. These are long. It's kind of stressing me out. At Alex Warwick 96 said, the song really embodies the folky back-to-basic sound on the album. This is a great documentary called California Typewriter that features John. He talks about using a typewriter and how it informs deeper thought and lack of judgment, which John was likely in search of during this time. Some of the lyrics John had typewritten ended up in Queen of California. The commitment to physically printing the lyrics make them even more meaningful. Anyway, love the song. Have you seen that documentary? I have not. I have seen part of it. Okay. And then John um, did this thing where he's like, let's all buy typewriters. And if you type a letter to me, I will get on my typewriter and send one back to you. Mm -hmm. And so I got out an envelope and hand wrote a letter. <laughs> so oh, gosh. I can't afford to go buy a typewriter yeah, because that's the way he for? wants to talk to me. Yeah. Do I think it's beautiful? Do I see what he was doing there? Yeah, but I'm a single mom. Yeah. Can't be buying typewriters, John. Um, at Vanessa Valeska said, I love that song. It's the first song in the album of Born and Raised. And I think it's because it's about... Searching for the perfect song, The Queen of California. I love the part of the song, Joni wrote blue in her house by the sea. I gotta believe there's another color waiting on me to set me free. Hard eyes emoji. Yeah. And we agree with that too. And I think that that is all I have. My next slide is a picture of celiac barbecue sauce. Okay, all right. <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> okay, so thanks for the feedback, guys. We always love when you agree with us. Yeah. It goes smoother. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Thank you for that. All right, so now we get to talk about uh, the song. We're going to rate the song. Right. Jill, is this uh, the John that writes the quiet songs, or is J this the John who turns the ladies on? And I'm really interested to hear, hear your response here. Well, before you hear mine, mm -hmm. we're going to go to our friends on Instagram. What do they say? 66%. I always feel like I'm hosting like um, Family Feud uh -huh. when we do this part. 66% said that it is a quiet song. 34% uh -huh. said it's a turn the ladies on. Okay. And I can't post more so stories, but sometimes two, I want to drill down more on that. Like, what's your thinking? It's like a two-to-one ratio. For every two quiet songs, it's one, turn the ladies on. You're in charge of math. Yep. Mine is 75% quiet, 25% turns the ladies on. 
So I want to hear about the 25% that turns ladies on. Well, Where is that coming from? I want to talk to you about both, actually. Okay. So the 75% quiet song is, inter if my interpretation is correct, mm -hmm. but also it's mine, so it gets right. to be correct, it's about leaving one thing, reinventing yourself to be a better person, almost being less superficial, focusing on, like, you get the idea. So that is a quiet song. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that can be a turned ladies on because it's, like, being a better person, improving yourself, those are all the kind of partners that we want. Mm -hmm. Also, it's about a queen. And so I like to think of myself as one. And that is where I threw the 25% to turn the ladies on. What do you think? I think it's a quiet song. I don't, 100%? I, yeah, I don't see any part of here that's that's turning the ladies on. Oh, you're confused. You must not have seen him in the hat. I, well, so we're not talking about the video. Like, I know. Could you imagine if we rated the videos? We would, the podcast would never end. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I stick to what I see in the text, right? Mm -hmm. And there's nothing here in the text that's specifically about relationships or girls or mm -hmm. sex or romance or love or anything. Um, so there's not even like... I don't think that has to have those things to be a turn that... I don't think it's an intentional turn the ladies on, so uh -huh. I'll say that. Go ahead, sorry. I, I mean, I feel like if some homely, you know... Americana artist or mm -hmm. folk artist mm -hmm. wrote this song, no one would be like, oh, this song is so hot, you're turning me on so much. I think whatever mm. turning you on you're doing is not coming from the song, it's coming from who you know is the singing John. the song. Yeah. yeah. And okay. I think it's happening That's a fair. lot with this song in mm -hmm. our conversation about it and people's interpretation of it. We're bringing a lot to the table with this song that's not in the text. But and I that's think not it's, necessarily it's a bad meaning, thing. Though. I think we just need to be aware of that, yeah. right? Like we're bringing a lot of things into our interpretation of mm -hmm. the song that aren't and this is the educator in me, right? That's it's fair. not in the text. There's not textual yeah. evidence from yeah. it, but there could be extra textual evidence. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. That's yeah. fair. Mm -hmm. All right, next. Uh, I think this one's going to get a decent score here. Uh, Jill, how much does this song make you love John Mayer? 100%. Okay. So is that my first 100%? We've no. turned from a one to five scale to now percentage scale. So oh, that's shoot. <laughs> What did I do last time? Did I do? I did do. You've oh been yeah. Doing on this, Sorry, on it's, a it's a five. It's a five. Five out of five. At least I didn't go above five. Yeah. I'm, Damn. See, math is hard. It confuses me in the simplest ways. Oh. So, uh, what about you? Well, do you want to explain your answer? Why is this a five? I think, you, I, you I think I've explained credit. it for the last okay. 37 minutes. Okay. I'm, I'm just right. going to be repeating myself. Um, yeah. I, I, I would put this like a three for me. It's not bad. Mm. It's slightly better than average. Mm -hmm. Like two and a half would be halfway, right? So it's above mm -hmm. halfway. Okay. There's other, obviously I said at the beginning, this song isn't really for me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't do much for me musically. I think it's great. Are you just jealous because you're not the queen of California? No, but that we're going to come back to that idea here in a minute. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's just not my style of music. I think mm -hmm. it's a great example of it. I think it's done well. Mm -hmm. This is just not the style of music for me. I like That's some of the stuff better. Yeah. But I don't dislike this. Okay. So my discussion question was um, about the ghost leaving town. Uh -huh. We were talking about that. I want to share. The, oh, were you going to say something? Well, I was going to say, I've been thinking about that. And if I were to give an interpretation based mm -hmm. on what we are, are saying, what we think the song is about, mm -hmm. um, I just found out her ghost left town. It seems like he's already left at this point, right? And mm -hmm. obviously we know 
in real life he's actually left because he's writing this song in Montana. Right. I just found out her ghost of town would be like him kind of understanding that his influence or his importance there mm-hmm. is gone. Like the ghost of him. Ah. Even though he's not there, the like, oh, am I going to see John Mayer at this hot spot? Well, why didn't or, you say that the first time I asked you? I just you. thought about it since you asked I me. I love that. Okay. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Crack the case. All right. Um, so I want to share, this isn't, I don't know where else to put this in the podcast. Um, we did, do you always listen, do you skip, or does yeah. it depend? 61% always listen. All right. 6% skip. Yeah, I'm a skip. Did you vote to throw off the numbers? You have to stop voting in our polls. You get a talk. I am a fan first, Jill. <laughs> God. 33% said, it depends. Mm. I think I'm going to take it depends away next time. Because I All think right. that confuses the numbers right and you just say do you is it an always skip or not yeah yeah i'm, I'm trying to get too many statistics here i don't know where i think these statistics are going because right. we use them and that's it did you have a discussion question yeah so i know we've talked about that we think in regards to the song that queen of california is a reference to john mayer yes who do you think in real life the actual queen of california is right now it's obviously me. I have two podcasts with a moderate you, following. You do have a burgeoning media empire. I will say yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, next question. But, uh, <laughs> you know, California has some very large cities. Oh, gosh. Are you going to say it's the Kardashians? Some people with a billion followers on Instagram. Overrated. When you have 600, that's a sweet spot. Um yeah, I would say off the top of my head, if you ask me who the Queen of California is, I'm going to say it's Kim. Absolutely not. I I don't really have a lot of feelings about the Kardashians, mm-hmm. but I don't feel that she's the Queen of California. And the Queen of the Internet, sure. Instagram, mm-hmm. absolutely. Right. I don't and think she... there's anything inherently Californian about her. Oh, really? I mean, do you have I to think... represent California while you're being a fan? Like, like, do you have to know how to surf? I feel like... Do you have like to say she... like a lot? No, I don't surf. No, not you. I, mean, I represent California. If you're the queen. Um, you know you know who might actually be the queen <laughs> yes. of California? I, I love this idea that I just had. Uh-huh. Is Anthony Kiedis the, the queen of California? I will take it. I will absolutely take it. Because I that can guy cannot think stop think, talking about California mm-hmm, in songs. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's got a California vibe. I don't wear shirts. Yep. I have surfer hair. I used uh, to. Almost every song is about either California. Has it in it. I, actually, he talks about a lot of states. He's got a song mm-hmm. called Especially in Michigan mm-hmm. as well. Um, the state of Minnesota appears in, in one of the songs. But, like, uh, Danny California was a big hit for them. Mm-hmm. Californication. Yeah. Um, under the Bridge, he talks about the city that I live in, the mm-hmm. city of angels, mm-hmm. right? Um, so Gosh, there are a lot of songs. He, I'm going to say now that makes me wonder who the king of California is, though. Uh, well, I mean, if we're being gender normative, we could just say it's Anthony Kiedis. And yeah, she just went there. opens up Queen again, though. Right. Although I would say, you know, obviously I'm biased, mm-hmm. but I think Travis Barker is having a moment right now. Okay, why are you only talking about Kardashians, essentially? Because Who they're, are you? They're, they're having a moment right now. Like, right now? Yes, right now. They've been having a I, moment my I, whole life. I think Travis is at the height of his popularity here at the age of 46, I think Oh, because of that new album he just put out? Oh, no, Be- because he married a Kardashian. Not just because he married a Kardashian, but he's got his own record label, DTA Records, which stands for Don't Trust Anyone. The thing I'm most excited about mm-hmm. is that he went on an airplane again. Yes, he flew for Chloe. Yeah. Um, and but like he, you know, it's Courtney though, right? Yes, thank you. <laughs> See, I'm not that that Kardashian. You don't really like the Kardashians. I'm, I'm yeah. from the music end, right? So uh-huh. I like Travis from the music end, and the Kardashians are just kind of, uh-huh. 
ancillary to it. I don't. I've never watched the show, so yeah. I don't know anything like from that. But, um, but he, yeah, he uh, Avril Lavigne's record he produced and played drums mm-hmm. on. Uh, the new Blackbird record he produced and played drums on. He signed Avril. Uh, he signed Jaden. I, I don't know that that makes him the king of California, pal. I, I just, that makes him a very successful businessman. Yeah, oh, who's there, married to a Kardashian. There's. I saw something now that was like they're starting to question: Is he actually a billionaire at this point? Mm. Um, Probably because his net worth is is probably is supposedly ridiculously high. Because I feel like I'm accidentally dissing him. That Mm -hmm. I actually really think he's probably a great person, and I do like him, and I'm a fan of his. I just don't think he's the king of California. So I don't know where else we'd ever talk about. Do the king and queen have to be married? They really don't. Didn't you have that prom? The prom king and queen. Oh yeah, they didn't have to be dating. Okay, is that how you become royalty of California? (laughs) We'll just vote. We'll put a poll. Right. My answer to everything. I'll just put a poll up. I, I think it's the most California thing possible is whoever has the most Instagram followers. Oh, and it's probably gonna be Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Boo. I don't I don't want her as my queen. I don't not like her or like her. I just don't feel like she is a representative of California. Mm-hmm. I think she's a representative of an incredibly savvy business person. Yeah. Who must not eat a lot of food and has a lot of self control. I mean, aren't the Kardashians kind of single handedly responsible for like reshaping the body norms to be I would say less, so. we talked about that less skinnier yeah no but she's still uh, J- the Kendall ex- accepted no but Kim's waist is still incredibly small I don't think That's they're true. representing body positivity no but I'm saying like they have shifted the beauty norm yeah is what I'm saying is yeah. that the beauty norm be- I-, I feel like the beauty silhouette yes at least heavily influenced by them if not due exclusively yeah. to them has pushed towards thicker, curvier girls. Do you remember the time when there was a rumor going around that Courtney and John Mayer were dating? Because that was not a good couple weeks for me. No, I don't. I missed that part. Did you Sorry. see when she was on Ellen and Ellen kept putting up guys like, okay, Courtney, you're single now, mm-hmm. which whatever. Uh, let's. I'm going to put up these guys. You tell me who you want to date. And the mm-hmm. first two were like, I don't know. And she picks one. And like, mm-hmm. okay, John Mayer or Leonardo DiCaprio. And she's uh-huh. like, John Mayer. And then John Mayer, Sean Mendes. So it goes like four or five. Mm-hmm. And, and then it gets John, the last John, one. Is, yeah, it's like John Mayer and Sean Mendes. And she's like, hmm, hmm. I'm going to do something I don't normally do. And I'm going to say John Mayer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you? I Stop. And then shortly thereafter, mm-hmm. or before, I don't remember the order, there was like this, this like person heard mm-hmm. this story that like he walked up to her and said, I don't remember, it was something terrible. Mm-hmm. Like the worst sort of hitting on you, cringeworthy sort of something mm-hmm. outside, um, waiting for a valet at this event that they were all at. Like at Nobu? ESP, no, mm-hmm. some like ESPN event or something or mm-hmm. some magazine, I don't know. And so... He went on Andy Cohen's radio show like a week later, and Andy's mm-hmm. like, "We need to talk about this. Like, did you walk up to and say this ridiculous thing like mm-hmm. to Courtney Kardashian? Did you hit on her?" And John Mayer's like, "Okay, so was I there? Mm-hmm. Yes. Was she there outside? Yes." And he walked up to some like drummer and said something like, "It's so fortuitous we would run into each other." I forget what the quote is. Something uh-huh. random. I said that to him mm-hmm. because we like wanted to work together or whatever. And like she was there, and I said hi, and he's like, "I gotta say, I think that call came from inside the house." <laughs> and I was like, oh, you do uh, not mess with the Kardashians, homie." No, you do not mess with John Mayer because you know he will put it out there. <laughs> Apparently, and so then it all He'll died write down. A so- He'll write it a song all... about how you're 22 girls in one. <laughs> It all died down after that. And I felt much better because I met Courtney and Mm -hmm. she is so incredibly, this was several years ago, the first season Mm -hmm. of the show, 
so beautiful mm -hmm. and like the smallest person, mm -hmm. so short, so tiny, and she was lovely. Mm -hmm. And I just, it was experience I was shocked that I walked away enjoying so much. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't take it. I couldn't mm -hmm. take him dating her. I oh. couldn't take him in the car. Like, was going to be on an episode of the Kardashians? That's crazy. Right. Why are we talking about this? I don't well, know. Well, so, and my bias is I've always been a fan supporter of Travis. Mm -hmm. My claim to fame is back mm -hmm. in the day when there were CDs. And you have liner notes. I got a thanks in the mm -hmm. Blink-182 Enema of the State liner notes. I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I told the guys, we're doing Emo Night. I'm playing for Emo Night here coming up. And so I was telling the guys, like, we're doing What's My Age Again. I was like, I actually have some bona fides here. I can Aww. do this. Yeah. <laughs> so because I, 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 at a time of my life, knew him. I, I've mm -hmm. always, you know, supported him. I mean, this is 25 years ago. but I don't think that gets to make him king of California. I'm, I'm glad that, that he is. He, I knew. I certainly knew, don't know him at this point. Yeah. But I'm glad that he's ended up with somebody who seems to be a nice person. And yeah, they seem happy. very in love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I will say like if people are on the fence about him, uh, the way he's his relationship with Atiana De La Hoya for me tells you everything you need to know. That's about who why he is. I think, and I loved his reality show. Like, I never watched it. I did, and you could see how much he loved her then. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that he divorced her mom and absolutely stayed a parent is yep. something that obviously I feel passionate about. Yeah, you and me both. That's why I have the impression that he's such a good person. I agree. All right. Do you have any other discussion questions that are about the song? <laughs> uh, no, I love it. We got to talk about all sorts of California stuff. All right. California, rest in peace. So next, yeah, we might not live in California in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, so next week is the listener choice. I've already posted a poll. So I saw that. If you want to vote. Do we have a front runner yet? It's like a... No, I haven't even looked through them. Uh, okay. But if you want to be involved, you need to... I'm just going to put it out there now. You need to not wait for me to say this on the podcast. You need to be there early because it takes... <laughs> we have to research it and prepare, so we All have right. to know in advance. So you got a week to go still. Follow... Uh, well, that's the way I'm wired. I don't yeah. think we're fine. Follow at Mare Studies. And yeah. I think that's it then. Have a great week. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Bye.